0: Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked, the podcast for all your Black Mirror needs.
1: My name's Sitchandrika and I'll be your host.
0: So today I'm joined by James Ide, who works on the picture desk at The Mirror.
1: So there's this quote I came across uh, by John Berger that really uh, kind of, I thought, worked really well with this episode. Um, And it's the the burden of memory. Um, The camera relieves us of the burden of memory. It surveys us like a god and it surveys for us. Yet no other god has been so cynical for the camera records in order to forget.
0: So what does that mean? You came across that as a photography student. Yes,
1: so... Um, I I came across it when I was studying photography and it was one of the things that really popped up in my head when we were looking back at this episode it's basically how uh, the mechanical eye or the camera or whichever device I suppose is kind of cold and feeling there's no emotion attached to it and it just sees everything as it is kind of clinically for good or ill I mean it can be great for making a document of things but it can also be very readily manipulated um, and it can really be quite damaging as well
0: this is a bit like not knowing why an artist painted a picture what relationship the painter of the mona lisa had to her mm-hmm. and just looking at the picture on its own with that context
1: well yes so exactly if you were to look at say a a painting of a tree you can see that there's stylistic choices made there's reasons it was painted that way you can then look at the styles it's similar to there's a wealth of information you can get from that but if you take a photograph, or a video, you're getting very little. However, it's it's technically more accurate. You know, if if you wanted to know which was a better representation of a tree, well, really the photograph is much more accurate.
0: Well, the choices are not apparent in the image. The choices were made by a photographer who's not there anymore. Mm. Um, a good example is the one um, the vulture with the starving. The child. Kevin Carter. Yes, literature.
1: yeah. The Kevin Carter image is very interesting. Yes, uh, Bang Bang Club.
0: His choices were. I mean, it made front pages across yeah. the
1: world. And it's a record of something terrible that happened, but it haunted him and it broke yes. him. But it's... People
0: despised him for it. People yeah. attacked him for it.
1: Yeah, but it's a true representation of something that it happened. The
0: famine on front pages.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. It, it... It's
0: news photography actually at its finest. Yeah, it's...
1: it's... Classic photojournalism, and it's very powerful, and it's very haunting. I can't look at it. Well, I've looked at it many times again, yeah. being a photography student, and I find it fascinating. And I think it's a, an amazing story, and also very relevant to this. Because... I think that quote is perfect for that mm. picture.
0: I think what what brings it all together, and either Charlie Brick has an interest in in what you've just been talking about, John Berger and art. But what gives Fionn away is that she's leaning back against that painting in their bedroom, which Liam never liked, but Mm. he sees it in Jonas's memory. And so he knows that Jonas and Fionn were in bed in his and Fionn's bedroom 18 months ago. That painting gave it away. So art was the undoing.
1: Oh, wow. That is good. I've got deep into this. You have. You've gone a deep dive on this one. Wow. Yeah. um...
0: I think that theme is really important that you bring up with John Berger of... Capturing something visually, but actually, what was meant by it? Mm. And Liam tries to read everyone's body language. He's so analytical, yeah,
1: and he breaks everything down.
0: Can you tell us why this is your favourite episode?
1: So this is uh, one of my absolute favourite episodes because, to me, it is a quintessential Black Mirror episode. It's got everything you need. It's got an invasive technology that's put inside your body. Um, it's also a technology that isn't inherently evil that it doesn't actually do anything bad it's quite a neutral technology it's just what uh, one person's obsession with it kind of drives them to and it's got those horrible moments that make you feel kind of sickly it provokes a lot of uh, interesting debates and arguments about um, you know privacy as well and it also makes me think what would I do with it the great thing about this episode and this technology is it's a technology that I would be terrified of and I would absolutely hate but at the same time I would love and I would abuse it and I would use it and I think we all would if we're honest with ourselves what about you would you
0: as in if this was if you had the willow grain would you you have it if it
1: was an option to have it yes so you'd have unerasable memory that you could share with people
0: because I could exercise the choice to not obsess over it I think um and also I think
1: do you think you could though do you think you could not obsess over it Do you think you I don't could? know I I'm a photographer as well so I do have the obsession with recording everything and I do have a vast library of video and images uh on my computer and on my phone and yeah I I, I hold on to them I review them I look at them you know and I don't think I've ever like zoomed into them to check things although maybe I have actually no I probably have but not again not to the same extent that it does
0: and not for the same reasons right?
1: no yeah not for not to catch people out in conversation just because i saw something interesting and because you can do that with the technology which is brilliant
0: so what do you what do you think of the trend for everyone almost watching gigs through their phone and recording absolutely everything because that's
1: kind of what people (laughs) oh i'm a massive hypocrite it drives me up the wall i hate it you know but i can be one of those people doing that i've tried to be a lot more aware of it because you know if i if i'm say comedy gig and suddenly like five people in front of me holding their phones in front of my face i just want to bap them out of their hands um then again if we had the willow grain you know no one would be holding up their phones i feel like you're selling it to me i know yeah do you want to buy it i've got a scalpel in my bag (laughs) do you know that i
0: can only watch a live gig through someone else's phone really being at five foot three (laughs) which is not a very tall height for a human adult um it's quite good for.
1: So wouldn't help for you For a shetland at all. pony, you, you'd be stuffed. You'd have to see it through other people's eyes. Same
0: so in fact, I, I would really want this. I'd have to have a really tall guy and just just watch his memories of it. And
1: uh... I'm sure there would be people that would just live vicariously through other people's. I mean, think of YouTubers at the moment and how obsessed people get, especially uh, like my niece. She loves these horrible uh youtubers hello by the way um (laughs) what do these youtubers do well these ones these aren't the mega big ones like pewdiepie or Markiplier or anything like that but they're still quite big and they just kids and it's other kids watching them and it's just them talking about their day or their thoughts on things and you know 14 15 16 year old well doesn't have very compelling views on things but hey you know they love watching it so
0: so for them the recording themselves is a sense of connection yeah. but in the entire history of you it's your privacy being invaded
1: like in the airport and there's a sense of disconnection actually yeah. you know they have this amazing technology that not only records but allows you to share so yeah. instantly i mean that's amazing and they all seem quite alienated from each other Especially, obviously, Liam and his wife. Fionn. That's it.
0: Played by Jodie Whittaker. Yes. Also the first female Doctor Who.
1: Yes. Very uh, And
0: Liam is played by Toby Kebbell.
1: He's very good. I have to admit, he was... Never seen him in anything before.
0: So, one of the secrets behind his performance, I found this out from Rashan Stone, who I interviewed. He plays Jeff, mm-hmm. who does not like a frayed carpet. And <laughs> he said that, um, really similar to Rollo Haynes in Black Museum to so Douglas Hodge, did the same thing. Toby Campbell kept himself away from the rest of the cars. So, the reason they all they do really feel like a group of people that we're outside we feel like outsiders in the dinner scene because they they sort of looked at each other and said how do we act as though we've known each other for 20 years and we're university friends so they had lots of long takes they joked they had tea breaks together Ah. and he made the decision to keep away and and not form those bonds with the rest of the group except for jody so he felt like an outsider
1: so it gave him that little bit of an edge and yeah you do because everyone does have especially with your mates or your partner or you know they've got separate group of friends and you do always feel a little bit weird when you're meeting them for the first time
0: yeah it's that's a really universal thing
1: mm, isn't yeah. it and, um, oh this is so and so you remember them and I'm like uh searching searching yeah. nothing found whereas if I had the willow grain I could go like because he does he looks back through and goes oh so and so you're from this and he instantly knows and, and remembers adds, his yeah, last conversation in White Christmas oh,
0: in so Nose Dive um, mm. so are you actually selling the willow grain to me can I just check <laughs> you, you're, you're, I'm feeling you're very well we've pro. got a great
1: officer to Today. Oh, for, and, and
0: also in the taxi, right? So yeah. um they're selling an upgrade in the taxi.
1: Oh, so this is one thing we talked about previously yeah. how I wasn't sure if the, the Willow Grain is a full sensory, whether it's just playing back things or whether you're experiencing them because the advert in the taxi says full sensual. Experiences and, and in the little video demoing it, it's an old guy like breathing in, and suddenly there's grass and everything. He's
0: been running through wheat fields. He, oh, him like him and, current, he's been chasing May. Like our current Prime Minister. He's a wild one. <laughs>
1: um, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Because so you can upgrade. Because they didn't seem to be reliving, they were yeah, watching. The yeah. only bit that maybe, maybe contradicts that, but maybe not actually, is the awkward, horrible sex scene
0: well do we want to talk about that
1: oh let's
0: talk about that roshan brought it up as well because i think it's very memorable and it brings up emotions in the audience for... it's
1: very disturbing it's, yeah
0: because the milky that, eyes the dead-eyed the look dead and
1: they do have this kind of horrible i don't know zombie-like jutting sorry you can't see but i'm doing a very sensual uh movement right now um he's not sorry they're, <laughs> they're doing this really kind of dead shuffle against each other and they both even look kind of slack-jawed and yeah, the the milky eyes.
0: Because it is, um, it's kind of a movie trope to have relationships mm. that are in the beginning and where they are now. Yeah, this Blue Valentine's High film is about intercutting between Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling's honeymoon period and not what the rest of the relationship is like but the end of a relationship. And as a man who has just got married, yeah. congratulations to James. Thank you. Um, I don't think real life is as bad as... As relation like the, the, the death of the honeymoon I don't think is as bad in real life because no one would ever stay together. But in films and TV But maybe
1: it feels more real to them because they've recorded so they've got their relationship recorded at the oh, height. Yeah. So that's I assume them like meeting and hooking up for the first time. And now they're just literally going through the motions.
0: But it's what your least favourite man in the universe, Jonas, called hot times from the start of the relationship. Oh, oily you
1: know- dude man.
0: Oily dude Do you know I rewatched
1: Mr. Marrakesh
0: the ever-inflating romance. Yeah, I will say Liam gets the best lines. He does get some he brilliant says with lines. Menace, but I'm, I was rewatching. This is like the billionth time I've rewatched the entire history of you. Is is one of my, if not my favourite. It's hard to say between this and be right back. The next episode.
1: Mm. But
0: I started watching it on Liam's side now. I can't help it. The
1: first time I watched it, I was completely on his side. Do you think it's
0: a male-female thing?
1: I don't know. No, I don't think so. I just The first time I watched it, I was completely on his side. And even towards the end, where he goes, a bit loopy, uh I was still like, yeah, I, I understand. Whereas re-watching it, I kind of go, well, he drove that wedge. And if this is what he was like, I don't know. You, you know, like, I'm not saying um, what his wife did was good, but uh, she, maybe she was pushed to it. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I think if, we swapped if he's, if positions he's, on well, this. Well, if he's so... Cause, you do the whole time feel like she's being cross-examined when she's talk- when yes. he's talking to her, yes, that's and way. he's very aggressive. Even when he's joking, even when he's delivering these really cutting, sarcastic lines, you- there's an edge to everything. Even the point where he's like, "Oh, sit down. No, no, sit down. We're going to watch this. We're going to do a redo." He's a bad drunk. Oh, yeah. He's a horrible drunk. <laughs> he is a horrible. drunk. Well,
0: even when he turns up at the party, there is like, we're the outsider with him. It is his mm. perspective, and seeing. Fionn and Jonas across the room. Yeah. That isn't a nice feeling. Well also
1: you think he targets them straight away. He looks towards that because you know we get the playback but he goes straight to that not just cuz Fionn's there it's I think he straight away doesn't like Jonas.
0: And I just I just started thinking if Fionn didn't think he would turn up is this the first time she's seen Jonas since since,
1: since having a child
0: <laughs> with him because Yeah, she
1: doesn't bring that up, does she?
0: Because I went back and watched it again last night and It's not just just that Jonas is single; he has just had a breakup. Mm. He's heart, well, supposedly heartbroken. (laughs) Yeah. So he's bitter about relationships. Isn't it interesting that Fion would be would be excited about seeing him now that he's single? Is there something in that? I'm going full Liam here. Yeah,
1: but I can't help but see that
0: now. I think after the last time we talked about this. Yeah. I'm starting to see it from his point of view and you're Jonas, starting to see it from hers. Jones
1: is such a tool. I like oh
0: He's a tool, but he's also, if you think about the emotional context, he's just he was gonna marry someone and he's just yeah, he's called not off a not wedding. He's particularly
1: romantic about it. He doesn't seem to care about but it. But someone who's just broken up. I mean, maybe it's bravado, because he it's is the type of character. bravado. maybe it isn't. He says several times like he even says, you know, when someone asks him about it, he's like, Oh, we're just too pieces that fit together really well because like, that's he's not how bitter. you talk about someone oh, i don't know i don't think he was that into it I, maybe
0: maybe but the fact i guess there's other is, ways you can read it. the fact it. is he's not this isn't jonas on a normal evening living out his bachelorhood this is jonas
1: meeting up with uh
0: well so number one liam's never met him or heard of him mm-hmm. there now we can see there are probably reasons for that number two he's popped up now why because he's single mm. and he is on the pool, he's he pulls Hallam. who's far too good for him. The lady without the grain, but he, <laughs> I I think Fion is overly excited to see him. She does laugh too hard at his joke because he made a joke of her joke. Um... So she says something about ce- something to do with cereal.
1: Yeah, I'm a serial monogamist.
0: Then he makes a joke about serial monogamy, yeah. and he plays off her, and that is, in jokes, a foreplay. Uh... So there, there is more than meets the eye, because it's made um, so picks well. picks up on it
1: so quickly as well, yeah.
0: He doesn't go about it in the right way?
1: No, but he, he does instantly realise... Because he's trying to get her to explain what that means. And
0: when else has, has an implant in the head like that driven someone to violence? So we think of Sarah, an archangel, mm. who doesn't develop properly. And as we know, baby Jodie,
1: mm. shout
0: out. Um, <laughs> she has the grains. So they have them from birth in the entire history of you world. An yeah. archangel. It's a they... very
1: similar technology, isn't it? Well, but we they outlaw them this. in archangel. We talked about this last time, how... It was quite a shock when we realised that the child has one. Like, I didn't yeah. realise it on the, on the first couple of watches. And then when when we rewatched it, I was like, oh, my God. Yes. The kid so has the one. The children
0: have them. So what is this entire society filled with people like Sarah from mm. Archangel who turns to violence, who bashes her own mum's face in? Mm. Is it Liam or is it the implant?
1: The technology I, I stand by is completely neutral. Archangel's Does... a tiny bit different.
0: How's it different?
1: Only because they're applying filters. They're actively screening the live world, which you never know that maybe the willow grain can do as well. Could you imagine if it went all uh, sunshine on spotless mind and you could replay your memories but blur out people, like, you know, permanently get rid of them? White Christmas. Yeah, 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 Yeah. blocking them, yeah. Oh, it's all linking up.
0: Yeah, and then Men Against Fire as well, that um, there is a constant filter put on to make... The, the people without papers look like roaches, but actually... Yeah,
1: to monsterise them. Yeah, but
0: it's almost a kindness because your memories can be actually crystal clear and show you what you really well, did. That's
1: another memory one as well, because mm. his implant, the... Um, is it... Oh, no, not... Mass. Mass. The mass implant um, records everything and it's used to torture him later yeah. on.
0: So your memories make you who you are, mm. but remembering them in absolute detail never lets you heal because you're not the same person at every stage of life
1: well also think back this applies less to us unfortunately but more to especially the younger audience think back to say your first myspace page or your first forays into social media and the awful hair and the stupid things you said in the videos and then I imagine bad that... on myspace <laughs> and then imagine that I'm in crystal clear quality imagine yeah. that happening now imagine i mean we do stories about it all the time of people who've like done really, really stupid things and it's kind of recorded for all time.
0: And then also, if you think about when Friends Reunited started, um, people went back to their first loves and things like that and they were not the same people, but mm. they're trying to recapture the memories of first love are better than every other kind of love but also more intense and dramatic and they don't last first loves that's kind of in the name
1: your your first love maybe the first exhilarating thing you've ever done or the momentous thing yeah, yeah momentous made you who you are something so important and you remember it in crystal clear quality maybe nothing else will ever match up maybe that's really damaging
0: and not letting go turns you into Martha and be right back who <laughs> ends up with Ashbot. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing on real Ash, although incredible acting from Donald Gleason. But you end up with a possible robot of your dead husband, whom your daughter visits in the attic on a birthday with cake that you can't eat. <laughs> so that's the end game for everyone who <laughs> refuses to forget.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bright future.
0: So, what can a new partner expect in terms of deletion? I think that's really important Mm. because jealousy is a part of new relationships and any relationship we don't go to Liam-like levels but are we allowed to say throw out that box of love letters delete that memory well is
1: it morally right yeah Yeah. Um, because obviously Jonas's view is made pretty clear that he holds on to all of it
0: I think he's also speaking as someone who is riding out this breakup doesn't want sympathy from the women at the table Mm. wants to still be like I think he chooses to my Y chromosome is intact ladies But I I think it's a show. I don't think Jonas is as bad
1: as Mm. that.
0: But Um, yeah, feel free to hate him.
1: No, I I absolutely do. Because, come on, we've all come across people like that.
0: I had to dig into Jonas and work out Yeah, I,
1: I kind of... I like the idea that there's more to him and he's just playing a little game here or he's hurt and this is his way of going, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Look how masculine I am, how alpha I am. But I think... Uh, the way I prefer to read it is he is just a complete... Finger.
0: So, yes. So, we mentioned the airports. So I think that Liam's gone to his office headquarters, probably. Yeah, do quite weird. It's quite day. a weird
1: commute. plane. Uh, it's the future. Job. He could do. You never know. You don't, you don't see him get on a plane. Maybe he just gets into a teleporter and there he is.
0: He was running. He was
1: running. You can run to a teleporter.
0: Uh, cool. Glad to know. <laughs> when you sell me the willow grain, I'll find out.
1: But one interesting thing. Uh, when... Uh, I was rewatching it that we uh, sort of saw, and what we discovered is uh you can see on I was freeze framing the panels because I'm sad uh is, a little bit like Leo, yeah, oh my God, they ask him to do a redo, so they asked to look at his what lasts uh, forty eight or seventy two hours. I think hours, it's
0: twenty four and then it's the whole week,
1: yeah, so they look at his experiences and what you can see on the little screen is they're not just reviewing everything he's done, which is a massive breach of your privacy they are also copying because it doesn't just say it's reviewing it it says it's copying this information and that is terrifying i mean i wouldn't want someone looking at my browser history let alone everything that i've seen and done that's worse (laughs) yeah oh is this how i'm finding out i'm fired But no, really, I mean, think of everything you've done, you know, that's going to everything you've seen or looked at. You know, it doesn't have to be representative of who you are, but it is a massive breach and it could be taken hideously out of context. Think of um, programs like Big Brother or any kind of reality show that's edited in a way to form a narrative. So if someone had that footage of you looking at, I don't know, random websites, they could cut it in a way using editing uh, to make you look really bad. You know?
0: To make it look like more time has passed, less time has passed, yeah. to,
1: to or to anything. or to show that you have a certain political leaning when you maybe you don't, yeah. or to make you look uh, like one particular way, it can hugely bias you. And I I wouldn't trust. Sorry, but any government with that kind of power, or so, company. I suppose. So even
0: when you have crystal clear footage of memories. There's not enough context. Like, no photo can exist without context. No piece of art exists yeah. without context.
1: And even though the Willow gives so much information, it's still missing a huge chunk. I mean, it doesn't have your thought process. And God, it'd be even worse if it did. But you might be looking at this website to go, huh. like, for example, if it was to look through my memories, it would go, oh, you've been on this website. So you've looked at this murder, you've looked at this uh, horrible uh, incident, you've looked at this terrorist thing. The perils are working in news. And pictures. I work, yeah, exactly. I, I work in news, pictures. Uh, um so, you know, given context, you know that I'm just looking at that for work. But, of course, if you were just to look at it, you'd be like, oh, this guy goes on some weird websites. I mean, I do, but that's in my personal time.
0: But now all our listeners know about it. <laughs> what do you think happens with Fionn and Liam in the end? How do you think she leaves him for Jonas?
1: I think that they probably all go for a fresh start. I, I think it's done. I think they've all kind of been very destructive on each other and the best thing for the baby is for them to go separate ways. I mean, that's maybe that's me being too sensible. Maybe she does go straight for Jonas. But I like to think that they all kind of go in different directions because something horrible has happened and it could have been far worse.
0: He doesn't... Jonas's life does not seem set
1: up for a child. No. So so Jonas, I mean, yeah, does... does jo- does Jonas know by this point? Surely he'll go to Fionn and say, what was that about? And she'll explain everything. Maybe not, maybe. But so, yeah, one consequence could be he finds out his dad and has to change who he is, uh, which would be interesting. Uh Fionn's obviously got some massive choices to make, where, wh- whether she leaves, goes to Jonas, goes to Liam, you know, what she's going to do for her and her child. Liam is a very, very interesting one because... Because of his job as a solicitor he he needs the the willow grain you know you're you imagine the
0: defendant said this click
1: well they you hear at the dinner party their distaste for uh, people who don't have it basically their memories they don't trust one them.
0: woman's distaste who works. For the grain manufacturing True, company.
1: but imagine being a solicitor in a world of people with willow grains. I mean, Liam's now at a massive disadvantage. It doesn't matter how great his analytical skills are, which they are, and how good he is at uh, cross-examining everyone, uh, without the does ability pro bono. to play back. Well, even then, maybe he'll get disbarred. No, but, I mean, he does
0: it when he cross oh, yeah. and...
1: I was about to say, he, he might even get disbarred. It might be a requirement for his job. Yes. Scary.
0: And we don't know that that grain isn't sending footage elsewhere.
1: Well, yeah. To the oh, yeah. central
0: bank. So someone can have watched it, even if the grain is outside of it. Well, here. what if
1: the next scene is the police come and pick him up? Mm. Um, because, you know, that could be being sent somewhere. And they're like, right, you, we know that you assaulted a person. Yeah. We know that you've done these things. And you crashed a car and all this jazz. Yeah. Mm.
0: Possibly not a great ending for anyone.
1: No, I don't think anyone's going to end up... Uh, Happy at the end of it, but no. then that is again another hallmark of a really good Black Mirror episode. I hate to say it, with the one exception, which is San Junipero, uh,
0: hang the DJ as well. But I'd say season yeah, one, true. season one, those are really upsetting endings, and the national anthem, 15 million merits, and the entire history of you almost the most upsetting because it's not about a prime minister and his wife. It's not about people living in a futuristic world where it's made of screens and we mm. can't imagine ourselves in it. It's in a world we recognise. It's 15 minutes into the future, 15 years. I could see that technology It's in a near years. future kind of thing, isn't it? And it's like two people we could have gone to university with destroying each other. Mm. And they have a child. mm
1: um, another reason it's really relevant to now is technology that is so similar. I mean, all good sci-fi is supposed to really just reflect what's going on now. And I think it really does with mobile phones and how we use them, how we share video and data and information and all the things about privacy laws. I think this episode touches on all of those. I think it's, it's another reason why it's just one of the strongest episodes to me by far.
0: So thanks to James Ide for talking to me about the entire history of you. If you have any thoughts about the episode, then please do tweet us on at Black Mirror, which is three R's at the end. Or you can tweet me directly on at C, And we do love getting your tweets and hearing your thoughts on Black Mirror as well.